Coming up, on Two Week to Write. A special unreleased episode from The Vault. Well, let's quickly recap. Let's talk about what happened. Yeah. So quick recap. Um, so this uh, this prompt was a cowboy covered in snow walks into a bar. That was a prompt. You, we could do whatever we want with it. Uh, I What I did with it, I uh, took it and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it exactly as it starts. The first scene is exactly as it says. And from there, I decided I wanted the cowboy to go into this situation and get like a really typical cowboy experience where he talks to someone and they're like, hey, you want to be sheriff? And he's like, what? No, you don't know me. I'm a complete fucking stranger. What's wrong with you? And I just wanted that tone to stay the whole time. Uh, so I'll be Kent. He's just a very yeah. positive guy. I think, I think you're going to be a better Kent. Yeah. I'll be Kent. I'll be I'll Gil. Be Kent. You'll be Gil. All right. Okay. So begins... Uh, David is going to be the protagonist, and I'm just going to be the other guy. This will be fun. All right. All right. Title is Snowden. Uh, my, I, I showed this to my friend. He's like, is that a reference to Edward Snowden? I'm like, no, no, it's just complete coincidence. <laughs> like, they are both in a cold, desolate land, so maybe. It's a bit of an allegory. It's, uh, I am that brilliant. Buckle yes. the fuck up, okay? We got layers. This, this is about national security and privacy rights. Told through a Western campy <laughs> movie. All right. Cold open. Exterior. Cold. Snowy valley. Evening. A lone figure crosses an empty, snowy valley. He is panting heavily as he hikes up a ridge. At the top of the ridge, he sees a small town below, with smoke and light coming from a building. Gil, late 20s, shaggy hair, heavy coat, nods to himself, takes a step forward, and instantly slips. He starts tumbling down the hill towards the town as his screams and curses are heard. <laughs> Cut to interior tavern moments later. A typical Old West tavern with a walk-up bar and small tables scattered around the room. The bartender has his back facing the door and a few patrons sit at a table talking amongst themselves. A happy tune plays throughout the bar. Gil loudly opens the door covered in snow. Everyone in the bar turns to see him enter. Gil shakes the snow off himself and slowly walks towards the bar, looking around and inspecting each patron in the tavern as the happy tune continues to play. A tense atmosphere is felt as Gil reaches the bar. Whiskey. The bartender, 40s, thick mustache, turns around, glares at Gil. Gil, sensing hostility, slowly reaches towards his hip. Then the bartender breaks into a big grin. Howdy, partner. The name's Kent. Welcome to Central City. What you doing around here? Where you from? Don't see strangers coming through too often, especially in the winter season, except for the Colton crew, but they're a little rowdy for my taste. Anyway, you said you want a whiskey? <clears throat> Kent stands and smiles at Gil waiting for an answer. Um, yeah, whiskey. I'm Gil. Just stop by to warm myself up and buy a horse. Kent pours whiskey into glass and passes it to Gil. Horse? No luck getting a horse around here. All of them have been taken out of town or sold for glue, which is crazy because I'm a nail guy myself. I always say, why well, stick something together when you stab it together, you know? Unless you're a glue man. In that case, we have barrels of extra in the back. Can't find a use for it all. So how the hell do I get out of here? You can't. At least until the winter is over. Every year, we stock up on supplies and wait till the snow melts in late March. Most of us spend our days drinking, singing, and working on personal projects. Personally, I try to find new and interesting uses for glue. Did you know if you mix glue and beer, you get people sick? Which is crazy, because I've eaten my fair share of horses in the day. <laughs> Listen, I just need... A place to stay? Well, no luck there, partner. All the rooms are booked up. Gotta have, gotta, gonna have to find somewhere else to stay. 
You said there was no way to leave town. Oh, that's true. Found yourself stuck between a rock and a lonely death in the cold, huh, partner? Gil takes his glass and throws it behind Kent. He pulls his gun out and points it at him. Shut it. I need a horse and I need to leave. I have plans in Montana and I can't be staying here all winter. So unless the next words out of your mouth are how to leave here tonight, I don't want to hear another peep out of you. Do you hear me? Gil holds the gun towards Kent, who scratches his chin and continues to open his closed his mouth as if trying to find something to say. <sighs> what is it? Well, I was going to tell you, maybe the sheriff could help, but we don't have one of those anymore. He died trying to wrangle the cult and crew. You know, those fellas I was talking about? They're a nasty bunch, robbing and looting everyone trying to get out of the valley. Somebody should do something about it. Hey, I know. Why don't you be sheriff? What the hell are you talking about? You don't know anything about me. I'm literally pointing a gun at you right now, and you want me to be sheriff? Well, I can't do it. I have to run the bar. That still doesn't mean you should ask a fucking stranger <laughs> to be sheriff. What about those fellas over there? Huh? They, they look big and mean to me. Jill gestures to the table of patrons playing poker, staring intensely at one another. Ah, sorry, bud. They can't hold public office on account of them having relations with the animals. What? <laughs> Those poor horses were so scared they couldn't walk anymore. That's why we sent them to the glue factory. I need to leave this fucking town. <laughs> well, we're back to square one. You should be sheriff. <laughs> Just give me a moment to process this shit. You, a friendly, small-town bartender, want me, a complete stranger, who just rode in... I thought you didn't have a horse. ...to be sheriff and bring law and order to this town. That sounds right to me. And that doesn't sound fucking insane to you, Kent? No one else thought it was strange. Well, it sounds like animals aren't the only thing fuck... Wait. What do you mean, no one else? Oh, this happens once in a while. A stranger comes into the bar on a snowy night. I tell him about the Colton crew, and somewhere along the way, they pull a gun on me. Kind of rude of you guys, isn't it? Gil cocks his gun in response. Anyway, what usually happens is the stranger comes into town, and I tell him what's what. Basically, that we got no sheriff, but we got the Coltons hanging around. So they go off and either become sheriff on their own, try to stop the Coltons and die, or they try to join the Coltons, end up robbed, shot, and shot. Gil looks at Kent as if he's insane. So you've just been sending people to their death for a while now? Hey, I tell him Colton Gang is bad news. And how long exactly has this been going on for? Hmm, I don't know. About as long as anyone can remember, I guess. What do you mean as long as you can remember? How do you survive? How do you get food, beer, and this goddamn whiskey? Hey, that's the good stuff. I don't know, it kind of just shows up. It shows up? I go to bed Saturday, and when I wake up Sunday, here it is, fully stocked. Gil starts panicking as he realizes none of this makes sense. Lifts the gun again and points at Ken with his hand shaking. Did I die falling down that hill? Am I in hell? Or are you the devil? Kent raises both his hands and gives a huge smile towards Gil as the happy music continues to play. Don't know about the first two, but I can tell you, if I was the devil, I wouldn't be so chilly in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Devil's got to be funnier than that. And cold open. What do you think? <laughs> I liked playing that. Um, yeah. I, for some reason, I feel like Kent is animatronic. Does that make sense? 
It's like oh, when yeah. you walk into Chuck E. Cheese, everything is like elevated, like Disney World. It's all just a little bit super reality. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the subtle imagery I was putting in there, but he's just addicted to sniffing glue. So he's just perpetually high. <laughs> I like the part where he said, like, oh, I've been trying to find uses for it, like mixing it with beer. Like, he yeah. gets people real sick. Yeah. Just the, the stupidity and happy-go-lucky attitude. Yes. Um, was very nice. That's exactly what I was going for. Yeah, that was, you know, that was a fun one. You know, and afterwards I'm like, okay, I guess I have to get plot now. Figure out what the fuck to do for the year. Yeah, I like that you did Axe, because I didn't, yeah. I just skipped that. <laughs> it, it's just a good way for me to figure out, like, all right, what's a natural way to end a scene here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The three-act build is technically, I've been reading, they say it's bullshit. But uh, then again, I have no clue how to do anything. So I'm going to keep using it. I think it's like uh, when you're in high school and everyone's like, you got to write a five paragraph essay. And so you just learn this form of the five paragraph essay. And it's not like fucking like Deleuze and David Hume or some shit are sitting <laughs> around. Another, just going to reference all the Davids, are just going to sit around and write like five paragraph essays to prove their point, you know? But, uh, but it's helpful. And oh, then yeah. once you know how to write a five paragraph essay, maybe you can like rip that up and do something better. Make a seven paragraph essay. Make a yeah. haiku in an essay. Yeah. And then what now? SAT. <laughs> oh. What now? Oh, man. All right. So if you had to rate the cold open one to 10, what would uh, you think? I, I think me. it was good. If I wrote that, I'd be proud of myself. That's the, the pride meter. The I pride meter. Pride meter zero to 10. You should be proud. See you next time when both Davids are back on Two Week to Write.